Okay, so those of you who've been listening to me for any length of time will appreciate that I'm quite fond of my analogies. And I have one or two of them that I want to flesh out a little. But first I want to explain why we're... What are we? Lent started a week ago. We're seven days into Lent. And I committed to giving up kind of sweets and chocolate. And I feel miserably. And I want to... I want to examine a little as to why that happened, okay? So, first and foremost, it was an off-the-cuff thing. I kind of said it on the podcast and blurted it out. And it's not that I hadn't been thinking about it. I mean, Lent is Lent is the quintessential time that we give up fucking sweets, okay? Because Jesus went out into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights and didn't bring any sweets with him. Now, there's a multitude of reasons why... It failed so so badly. I mean, a week in, and it's not that I, I I ate a load of sweets last night and failed. Within forty eight hours of committing to not fucking eating it, I was shoving Maltesers into me fat face. Okay, and that in itself would have been fine if I didn't, you know, shove a load of buns in me face the following day, and and you know, etc. etc. Now, there's a hundred and one million different reasons why I failed. Chief amongst them, I think, is that it was. It was haphazard in 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 its conception. As I said, I just kind of blurted it out in the podcast and, and took it from there. And I didn't really set myself up to make a success of it. And I haven't given up on it either. I mean, I can start again today and I kind of somewhat intend to. But the analogy that I want to get to is what essentially explains the utility in giving stuff up for Lent or whenever you want to do it, Okay. And the analogy I'm going to draw is between giving up sweets, or, you know, you can replace sweets with anything, giving something up, and a fire break. Okay, now, what a fire break is, is something that impedes the progress of a fire. Okay, so the definition is here somewhere. Where is it? Yeah, so fire break. A fire break is, quote, an obstacle to spread, sorry, an obstacle to the spread of fire, such as a strip of open space in a forest. Okay, so I'm going to repeat that because I fumbled that small bit. A firebreak is, quote, an obstacle to the spread of fire, such as a strip of open space in a forest. End quote. Okay, so you you get the... Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, no, I was recording. <laughs> Apologies. So that's what a firebreak is, right? And I'm going to draw an analogy to fire breaks and to giving shit up okay so the so when a fire when a forest fire breaks out it typically breaks out in a location at least at the start okay so it's at a start it's a discarded cigarette butt it's a campfire it's somebody who threw a bottle into the ditch a hundred years ago or two minutes ago whenever the light refracts through the glass magnifying it you know or it could be lightning. There's a multitude of reasons that start forest fires, but the point that I'm labouring to make is they generally start in one spot and spread from there. So imagine you've got a forest that's, I don't know, a million acres, and it's in, in the, the shape of a rectangle. It starts to the left, let's say the wind is blowing to the right, and it fucking... The wind basically blows the fire through the forest, and it burns from left to right in this example, or east to west or north to south. Forest fires generally tend to have a direction and that direction is as you can imagine with the wind okay now what a fire break does and a river will be a natural fire break 
That's probably a good example. So you can imagine a forest fire is blazing away. These things travel fast through uh, forests as well. It could be 60 kilometers an hour these things actually progress through forestry. So you can imagine if you've got a river running through your forest, the fire is going to struggle to bridge that gap. Now, depending on the width of the river, okay, the wider the river, the higher the chance that the fire won't spread to the far side of it, okay? But you get the idea. The fire is racing along, but it doesn't have anything to burn immediately. It can't really jump, you know, the 50 feet width of a river. Now, forest fires are tricky kinds of things because the fire tends to create its own wind. So it uses the wind that's there, plus its search for oxygen sucks in more wind. And I think there's a a positive feedback loop there that kind of drives the fire on. And this wind can, you know, it can rip a burning branch off a tree and fire it a kilometre down the fucking road and start up another fire. But aside from that, you get the gist, I'm sure, of a river cutting through a forest and impeding the progress of that fire. It mightn't stop the fire, but it's certainly going to impede its progress. Now, we build these things into forests that we plant. We, we don't put in rivers, but we'll, we'll put in gaps. So nothing but forest, 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 and then you've essentially a road going through it, but with no tarmacadam. It's just a, a gap, and it's a firebreaker, and it's to, to slow down the momentum of a fire, if nothing else. And look, if it stops it, then fucking happy day is even better again. But you get the you get you get the idea, you get the gist, you get the sentiment. Okay, this isn't a fucking degree course in forestry management. All right, you fucking you get what I'm talking about. But Lent and just giving shit up generally, even if it's like you know some people do sober October, they give up drugs for for October. Okay, whatever it is, pick your poison. It doesn't really matter. The idea in giving something up, even if it's only for a short space of time, so that there are things that you you might want to give up forever, like drinking, for example, or cannabis, dro- drugs generally. You might want to give them up for the rest of your life, but you might need to take a little bit of a break from them every so often. And the beauty of doing that, and the same as for, I can say the same about chocolate or sweets or whatever it is. I was going to say cigarettes there, but you'd be as well off just giving up fucking cigarettes. But anyway... The analogy that I'm going to make between the fire break and a period whereby you decide to give up something. Okay, I, I use that term instead of Lent. But, you know, we're in Lent, we're in Ireland, everyone knows what Lent is, so I keep with Lent. It's to stop your momentum. Because one thing I've noticed in my own life and in the lives of others, people who are trying to lose weight especially, they, they look at themselves and they're not happy, they're, they're too fat, okay? And they say to themselves, oh God, I'm, I'm fat, I should do something. But what they fail to recognise, and what I fail to recognise, is that it's not just that you're fat, it's that you're getting fatter. No one wakes up, you know, five pounds overweight or 50 pounds overweight. Okay, that shit, you do that shit incrementally. Okay, that's a that's a daily thing that got you to where you are. Okay, you didn't wake up four gene sizes fucking bigger. So it's not that you are fat. It's that you're getting fatter. And you need to put a stop to that before you can reverse it. I don't think it's... 
it's entirely feasible to go from getting fatter and 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 then, you know, almost as if you, you throw a ball against the wall, you just ricochet and all of a sudden you're losing weight, you're losing weight, you're losing weight, you're losing weight, you're losing weight. Now, look, I've no doubt that that can be done, but I just don't think what I'm outlining is well known. And if I can just get that across, that'll be fucking something. But the wider point is that if you stop eating sweets unsustainably, say, and on and in a way that's unrec- that's not recommended, I, I I wouldn't recommend that a fat person give up sweets and chocolate for the rest of their life, because I think it's too much of a fucking commitment. Like you don't want a life of fucking celery and cucumber. Okay, you, you need treats. You don't need them, but I mean they're they're there and they're great. You just have to get on top of your consumption of the fucking things. But I think that before before you implement a rationing of your sweet intake, be no harm to just go cold turkey to fuck. For a week, for a month, whatever whatever period of time it is. And the idea is that it's it's not going to stop the fire, but it'll slow it down. It'll make it that bit more manageable. It'll give you time to catch up with yourself. And then if you've given them up for a week or a month or whatever it is, then you can implement or at least then it might be easier to implement a better rationing system. So if you're stuffing your face full of a box of Maltesers a night, I think at least what's better than saying, do you know what, I'm going to eat slightly less tomorrow and slightly less the next day and slightly next the next day and phase them all out, is to go extreme for, I don't know, a week or a month or whatever length of time you can do it. Because... There's something about doing extreme things that we tend to love. Like, I know far more people who've tried crazy diets and crazy kind of workout fucking regimes. Now, they've all fallen flat on their fucking face after a wet week. But I know far more people who've tried mad things than have done the kind of slower, slower, logical, more rational. No, I'm going to cut back. I'm going to take it easy. And I, I don't entirely know why that is. But we love to do something extreme. We love to tell people, no, that's it, I've, I've done it. Now, it usually falls to shit because it's, it's unmanageable under a long period of time. But again, the, the analogy that I'm labouring to make here is that it's akin to the fire break. Okay, it's just, to, it's just to... It's to stop your advancement in the wrong direction. It won't get you in the direction that you want to go but I think you have to stop yourself from going in the wrong direction before you can start going in the right direction. Now, take everything that I say here with a pinch of fucking salt, lads, okay? This ain't no degree course, as I just say. This is just my own fucking mental musings, and it's an effort by me to try and figure out why my attempts to uh, cut down on the amount of chocolate I'm eating or the amount of weed that I smoke why they both failed because I don't know if I mentioned it already but at the start of the year I committed to at least cutting down my cannabis consumption I was going to to cut it out every second day so I wasn't doing anything extreme by saying that I wasn't going to have any I was going to kind of taper and have it every other day now that fell flat in its fucking face and the reason for that was because we're in the middle of 11-5 national lockdown and all the rest of it and the time to do these things is probably not during that time But enough excuses. And back to analogies. So that's analogy number one out of the way. The fire break. And fuck it, no, it's nearly 12 minutes. I'll cut it at that. Analogy number two in the next episode.